Okay, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is Dan, and I'm here with my main man, Colin. How's it going, Colin? It's going. It's exciting. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday because we uh, were anticipating some big news today, and boy, did we get it. And that big news is you can get a discount at DraftKings by using promo code TPPN. So make sure you hit up our boys at DraftKings. Start placing bets. We've got golf coming. You know, the the, the, the Grand Slam's coming in golf. We've got baseball spring trainings underway. I'm sure you can get them all on that if you're insane. Um, uh, NCAA, March Madness. Basketball's heating up. Bet on those Knicks, baby. Oh, yeah. Nine 9-0 run right now. Yes. Um, it's all good. Check that out. And also, before we get into, uh, you know, the eventful day today as a Giant fan, um, we should talk about Hey Dude. Hey Dude, the amazing footwear that is uh, sponsoring today's pod. Colin, what do you got to say about Hey Dude? Well, first off, uh, before I dive into how incredibly comfortable, stylish, and uh, bold, and brave, and wonderful, and everything above, uh, you know, under the sun that you could say uh, positive about the brand, uh, please remember to use the code that they've been so gracious to give to us of uh, BB20 uh, for a $20 off of a $100 purchase of full-priced items. Um yeah, uh, since we last talked about Hey Dude, I have uh, been able to extensively walk in these shoes, uh, not proverbially, but uh, literally and uh, physically. And I, I, I do have to say, uh, everything that they say about it is absolutely correct. It's uh, had a trip to the uh, to the grocery store with my wife. Uh, you know, I had to do the old. Um, you know, racing around the store with the cart and making sure you're, you're ducking old ladies and making sure you're not hitting mm-hmm. people near the produce section. And I, I felt like I was floating on there, to be honest. It was, uh, and, and I looked pretty damn good while yeah. I was doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get a shoe that is not only comfortable, but stylish and different, this is definitely the brand to go to. Um, I feel like I get stuck and rooted in a very uh, typical style when it comes to, especially my sneakers. And this is kind of, you know, right out, 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 of, the, out of left field, mm-hmm. out of the box, uh, crazy pattern styles. You know, it's loud, but it's, you know, stylish and pretty sweet. I love it yeah. very much. And we're guys that care about sneakers. So yes. that says a lot. I mean, I send you pictures of sneakers that yeah. I think you were going to like. Yeah, often. we've been doing it for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. And and I, I know I'm constantly looking for shoes, uh, specifically like ones that I can just throw on for, you know, going outside, going or make a run to the store real quick. And uh, if they're light and feathery and, and also provide that support, that's all you need. But Hey Dude also has sandals. They got uh, sneakers for work and they got wallabies, uh, you know, the, the more that casual look that you could wear almost anywhere, whether it's, you know, casual at work or, or casual at a party. Um all sorts of sizes between four and 15. So even if you're a ginormous dude, you can wear Hey Dudes. Um, and what the thing that makes them different is they're made with revolutionary flex and full technology. And that's shoes that uh, add, add style and support to a normal pair um, while having a fraction of the weight. So it's, it's, it's support, lightness, and comfort all, all combined there. Um, and, and, you know, really all you got to say is it, finding the right shoe is, is always hard. And Hey Dude makes it easy because they're ultra light and ultra comfortable. Your feet will thank you. Um, so check out Hey Dude. I'm going to use this promo code for sure. 
get something in the summertime, maybe something off to put socks on for. That, that's my goal. Exactly. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that with the shoes in particular that I got. They're, they're perfect for that sort of thing. Slip them on. Good to go. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking, speaking of, of feet and stuff you need to wear, um, you know, when, when you're, you're active, I, I, I need to basically my mind went to this and this is really weird. Um, so yeah, Daniel Jones signed whatever, but I want to know what he's doing this instant to get better for next season. Now I don't care. There's no excuses. He put out that video of him, you know, like doing that, like uh, practical movements in the gym where he's like throwing sandbags and like ripping yeah. cords. He needs to go full on Rocky four training session. He should try to grow a beard. I doubt that he can. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That needs, no, I think he can. And I think he should. And I think he should have a completely new outlook moniker even if he has his own new name if he said comes out and he says danny dimes in the garbage i'm, I'm the terminator now that's yeah. what i would like to see some badassness yeah he should i don't know if he's ever gonna inspire with his words so i'm thinking he goes essentially mute like Ooh. at press conferences he just he like just doesn't even say anything what if he goes the the beast mode route and he just says I'd get fined if I don't, if I don't come here. <laughs> uh, something. Yeah, she's just not endearing enough. I don't think yeah, that's going to fly. I know. Um, so I guess the, the, this is to say that um, we'll go over the, the contract in a little bit, but I think the way it went down was sort of annoying and, and didn't engender a lot of goodwill to, da to Daniel Jones. Um, that being said, you know, we can gripe about it. We don't have to love the guy. He's still ultimately going to have to prove it to us as yep. true giant fans. It's not going to be like this blind faith thing that I feel like some fans do where they're just like, well, he must be good and he must uh, deserve this. And he, you know, got a winning record last year. And it's like, yeah, they had a winning record, but I don't think it was because of Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones alone. Um, I mean, we, we've talked about it. There, there's so many absolutely damning articles and uh, facts and stats that just show that there has been many regressions in his game. And I know a lot of people would argue, well, maybe that is the, uh, the product of uh, the kind of system that they ran to utilize the positives in his game yeah. and uh, not put him in a situation where he could possibly fail. I, I yeah. think they ran a, an offense that made sense for him. Well, with this deal, you know what that means? Shackles are off, baby. And if you can't yeah. do it, you're out. And yep. you might be out sooner than later, too, depending on how this contract was put together. Yeah. I mean, for me, that that sort of cuts in a good way because I think all season we've been giving most of the praise to uh, Kafka and, and Dable for the, his – Daniel Jones's ascent and his play and the offense's overall effectiveness. So for that brain trust to think that he's worth it, I hopefully it was them that thinks he's worth this contract. Um, then naturally he should be taking a step uh, to evolve his game, seeing more than one half of the field. He has to see the whole field. Now he has to, you know, um, continue to, to rush and continue to, rush for 700 yards because if we're not factoring those seven hard 700 yards rushing and how, how many rushing touchdowns was it like eight, oh, seven, seven, I think. Yeah. Um, then we're paying for a quarterback that throws for 200 yards and 15 touchdowns. And that's, that's not $40 million a year. No. Um, so just to recap for for those of you that haven't been following this viciously, like Colin and I, uh, 
They agreed to a four-year, $160 million contract, $82 million guaranteed over the course of the first two years with some sort of language about like um, there's incentive, there's it's up to 35 million over the course of four years, uh, four years and in incentives, 12 million of which are like virtually, you know, locked in. I think it's just like super easy milestones for him to hit. So he'll likely have 92 million guaranteed over the four years. Um, important thing to know, you know, while that breaks down to roughly 40 million um, average on, on the year, it is, rumored that it will be a 19 million dollar cap hit in year one which is great that's great for what trying to win yeah just trying to to gather some people uh to build this team and 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 actually give him uh something more to work with and then hopefully uh in in turn have those that on the uh the twitter sphere um have no more excuses have no more things to say about how he doesn't have the weapons or he doesn't have the offensive line or he doesn't have the you know, the, the supporting cast, whatever you're going to say, that's, it's sort of all out the window now and it's all on him and it's a put up and, or shut up. And the more that I say it and I speak it aloud, the more I'm kind of pumped up about it because I can imagine the conversations that Shane and company ha- had with these, uh, with these agents, these new agents and the agency that he, he switched to, which is very telling in retrospect that he switched to this agency um, it probably wasn't going to go down like this if uh, otherwise. Well, do you hear uh, that rumor that the asking amount that Daniel Jones wanted is the reason he left the prior agency, CAA? I, I saw a few tweets about it saying that when he told them he wanted forty five over forty five million a year, they were like, "That's not practical. Like, you're not going to get it." And like and, that that started the, the the division between that team over there and led him to leave. And if true power to that agency for being real about it. if they lost a, a, a client so what there'll be other clients yeah i mean i don't know how true that is but <laughs> well that's what i mean if it is yeah, true, yeah, then yeah. i mean i don't think it's a big loss to them i mean it might be in the no they're the run. biggest yeah they're the biggest yeah sports but, agency yeah yeah I, they'll they'll pick someone else yeah. up and it'll be just fine but it's it's just so funny to think about I mean, you look at him, you think about him as a, this seemingly team first, uh, you know, uh, gosh darn it, golly, Southern yeah. guy who's just quiet. And, and then you hear all this stuff. And I know a lot of it can be uh, pumped up in the media and the media itself can make him villainized and look worse than he actually is. But he didn't help himself at all. And I actually do think in the negotiation process, like no, yeah, no. yeah. I, hey, this is this is ideal, especially if it is a, a possibility that even though it's a four-year deal, it might be structured in a way that there might be an out for the team that right. we've kind of seen floating around. Um, it is essentially a two-year franchise tag, which kind of rules. For yeah, this well, that was our, our number one concern. I think before any of the negotiations got leaked, before like you know, right at the end of the season, I think we were in an interesting spot where we were you know, at the beginning of the season, pretty much like can't wait to get rid of the guy after seeing his performance. We're like, well, now we're in a weird spot because we don't really know what we have somehow still. We know we have something better than we thought we had, but we don't know if it's again, set market setting. Great. Um, and I think the one thing we could all agree on is that, you know, regardless of the amount of money, we didn't want it to be a super long deal. If this was the previous regime, this would have been like a six year, $300 million deal. That would have like just, Totally crippled us um, Half for the of foreseeable future. Yeah. So 
I, I think you're right. I think, you know, there is potential for upside in Daniel Jones, whether you want to believe it or not, you have faith in the, in the coaching staff that they know what they have and know what they can get out of them. You have move, you have room in the cap theoretically for them to create more space and bring in more guys um, that this front office wants. And if worse comes to worse, you can get out of it in two years. You can trade him next year if you want. Um, get out of it. Arch Manning is a freshman right now at Texas. Mm. Um, <laughs> we can continue that uh, that Quite lineage. Clean. I don't know. Can Arch Manning run though? I I, I don't want to go back to a pocket passer. Yeah, I think I think that's part of what makes him stand uh, apart from the rest of his family. Is that uh, although granted, I guess uh, Peyton in high school and even a little bit of the beginning of college, he ran a little bit more, but he turned into a statue real quick. So. I don't know. Uh, that's a conversation for yeah. another day. I mean, what I do have a question about is like, what does that mean after these two years? Would it be a clean break or there would be dead money there to deal with? I would imagine there'd have to be dead money. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. And I, I don't know if you can know, but if all the guaranteed money is front loaded, I guess like that's said. It then what's the yeah what's the good, penalty good point um maybe there's maybe there's some sort of like prorated version of it for the incentive money they're leaving on the table or mm. something like that i don't know this is all conjecture I, i'm not a capologist or whatever but it to me i think that is like the coup of of the deal people were outraged at first to see the number paying that much money for a guy that threw 15 touchdowns. But then when they dug in, <clears throat> they see that it's, it's quite favorable as far as guaranteed money and the structure of it. Whereas like, even like the Derek Carr, the guaranteed money is, is not as good as this. And it, it might be, I mean, I wish we could be a fly on the wall in the, in the conversations. Uh, it, it might be one of those things where the, the, they were able to come together because Jones relays uh, relayed to his uh, new agency that he is willing to work with them and he wouldn't mind a deal like this because he believes in himself so much. It's almost like a prove it deal over two years. Yeah. And he feels like he's going to do it and then eventually get an extension. Yeah. And he's crazy. also guaranteed $82 million for a guy that is a middling quarterback. Um, no one should feel, like Daniel Jones did anyone anyway. Any no, I, what I'm what I'm saying yeah. is I feel like if if he was someone else in a similar situation with better stats, a better track record, but like for whatever reason kind of fit into the, a contract structure structure like this, uh, they might be a little bit more of um somewhat more of a villain in the conversations. Yeah. I mean, hey, we gave him his opportunity. He wasn't gonna be drafted at six overall by anybody else. No. And it still is the same organization, even though the GM of the past is no longer around, thank yeah. God. But uh, I, I still feel like, he, you know, he loves this place. He doesn't want to have to start over somewhere else. He's Maybe. been through, yeah. you would think. I mean, I, I think he realizes he's in the most ideal situation as far as like coaching. comfort and coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, but then like to get more upset about it, everything you heard from the news coming out of the combine when everyone just like the GMs and scouts are talking, they're all like, I can't believe the giants are even entertaining these numbers. Like they're, they're well, dealing against themselves. Like no one's going to give Daniel Jones a contract like this. 
the 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 look on, uh, of exasperation on Dan Orlovsky's face on that that one yeah. Uh, yeah. segment where he's just like this is mind boggling I can't believe this is a possibility like so on and so forth and I think what did he say he 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 he, was, he pretended he was on the phone with his fifth grade kids and told them to quit school and go throw a football yeah yeah <laughs> you, you you might suck at it but you'll get eighty two million dollars yeah yeah. Well, that's the thing that's like discouraging. Maybe not so much Dan or Orlovsky, but like it, there's always like it's a very divided Twitter space right now. There's the like the guys that fancy themselves to be like analytical and like watch all 22 film and like watch everything and, you know, actually know what is going on in the field. And then there's just like fans that are like, I'm a diehard fan. I roll with the team no matter what. And all the analytics guys, all the film crunchers are like, ah, not. Not great, but I guess we'll roll with it. Yeah. And all like all the other uh, other dudes are like, "Congratulations, you did it, man! You earned it." Blah blah blah. And it's it's just like we're still in the same spot. This was not a unifying event. Um, but I think that's the way it's always going to be until you get someone like Anthony Richardson in the combine. Well, it's funny you say that because you know what? I mean, I, I'm sure we've discussed this on the show before, but. This divide, this this insanity, I mean, yeah, the last 10 years of, of struggling and having pretty piss poor teams didn't help much. But Twitter really is the devil and it's really divided everybody before Twitter. This wouldn't have been an issue. I mean, the years, the majority of the years of Eli's career, uh, Twitter basically didn't exist, if I remember correctly. Hmm. I mean, the majority, I uh, guess. A, yeah. good, a good chunk of it anyway. Yeah. And I feel like if if you just, uh, you know, rewinded or, or fast forwarded Eli's career and put it in like this time period, it would have been so much more insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eli wasn't doing himself any favors. No. By, but Eli like is probably passes the eye test less than, than Daniel Jones, you know? <laughs> Exactly. There would have been more people at each other's necks if Twitter was around in 2004, five and six prior to him having the wrong or five and six or, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Well, yeah. (laughs) When he was in his uh, ankle rocket passing days or any just those five yard ankle rockets. (laughs) (laughs) What did we ever call those passes ankle rockets before? That's what I called them in my brain. That That was like half of his passes that he threw. Oh, I just, I never, never saw a worse touch on a five yard <laughs> dump pass ever in my life. I love you, Eli, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. Um, you, you want to, you want to tie on the other uh, important news that. Uh, yeah. So also this like was insane. Like people were freaking out about like not having time to sign the deal. Cause they were worried about franchise tagging Saquon, like get your priorities straight. Like I know you want to deal with Saquon, but like, getting this deal right is by orders of magnitude more important. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the news came out about the Daniel Jones deal at like three fifty three or something yeah. like that, leaving oh, like seven God. minutes to like tag Saquon. <laughs> Saquon's it was like stopped. an afterthought. He's like, maybe, I, maybe I'll get to get tagged. Maybe I'll get out of this. Psych. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the giants uh, gave Saquon the non-exclusive franchise tag which um, essentially is a $10.1 million one-year deal, um, but he's able to go shop around. He can talk to other teams, see if uh, anyone wants to sign him. 
the caveat is <laughs> that two team would have to <laughs> give us two first round picks if we don't want to match their offer. No one's which um, would be amazing. Oh yeah, would be awesome. Like I've seen some people. I don't think Ryan Poles is that dumb, but like say like the Bears have a, like multiple first round picks. Maybe they'll give us. Uh, one this year and one next year for Saquon. I don't Jesus. think I think they're way too smart for that. that. Almost anyone, but like I don't know. What if someone falls in full bloom love with him? Someone like <laughs> like Bill Belichick or uh, Denver, Denver or the Raiders or or something. You know, my hope is there's someone someone GM or head coach dumb enough to do it that like thinks like all their team is missing is um, Saquon. You know, maybe the teams that are in the back of the the draft aren't dumb enough to do it. Cause oh, like did he, did he if, if the there Raiders? was like, if there was a team like, like that was had a pick like over 25 and had like bad, like management or front office, then they might be, well, B. John Robinson is going to mm-hmm. go in the top 10. Saquon is essentially him just older. Yeah. Maybe I, I'll give a 29th pick and, <laughs> and another first round pick. <laughs> That sounds insane. That yeah. you're saying it. The words are coming out of your mouth, and it sounds insane. That's because there cannot, there cannot be Can anyone you... outside of Dan Schneider or or Jerry Jones dumb enough in this league to do something like it that. It would be sick if we could make it. If we could like amend it, the non-exclusive and be like, yeah, or we'll take like a, a second and a third. Yeah. <laughs> Please see if someone's dumb enough to yeah. do that too. Um. Anyway, uh, so. Saquon's going to play. I think he'll probably play in the tag. I think they'll say they'll try to get a deal done. And unless they're going to get a deal done for more years, but less money per year, mm. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we oh, would ever do that. It'll um, be, it'll be incentive incentive laden. I would have to imagine if they do that. Yeah. Like you have to play over 75% of the games and yep. you know, um, but so we have him for $10 million this year. We have DJ theoretically for 19. That's, Pretty good. Twenty nine million of the salary cap, leaving us like eight million dollars to <laughs> to play with. Uh, I maybe maybe some people are going to get cut. Maybe some people are going to let go. We don't exactly know how much cap space we have to play with. Um, I think someone like Leonard Williams is probably being God. stared at right now to either get cut or renegotiate. Yeah. Um. You know, my my first concern is what are we going to do about Dexter Lawrence? Who can't extend him this year? Um. <laughs> with with our limitations but um you know like tj said uh we better have a plan in place for that because i would really hate to lose him he's no, he, the he, center he, of the defense he can't and go and, and a truly me, elite talent <laughs> wh- where is he at now what are we at with him his contract yeah i don't know you can google it um yeah I'll, let me let me look it up keep going i mean it's a, his rookie contract right yeah i just um but anyway, so I think in the ne- in the days to come, we'll get more details about the contracts, more details about free agency, what we're looking at. Um, we've already talked about wide receivers. We'd like, I think you can kiss like Andre Hopkins goodbye. Um, I don't think we like that idea anyway. We don't want an older guy. Um, if yeah. we could land Paris Campbell or McCole Hardman, that'd be great. Um I don't think Cincinnati's going to let T Higgins out of the house, let alone we could ever afford him now. Um, 
Brandon Ayuk. Don't think we could afford him either. Um, but we looked at the draft and there are some interesting guys. We had the combine this week, but before we do that, actually, I just wanted to touch on the other big news in NFL contracts is Lamar Jackson. And I'd be remiss not to discuss that now. Sure. Lamar Jackson got an exclusive franchise tag. He's probably pissed. Which, <laughs> I mean, yes, definitely pissed. Definitely a weird situation in that he represents himself. His mom is his agent. Oh, I didn't so, know like, that. Oh, yeah. The normal conventions of negotiation do not apply. Oh, that's uh, not great for him, I feel. I mean, it's maybe not, it is. I, it, I don't know. I don't know that it's It's definitely way more risky. And, you know, he could shift, you know, just by relying on his natural ability. Like if someone believes in him, could shift like the 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 power sway between franchises and players if he could pull something off. But ultimately, he's probably doing himself a disservice. He's keeping it in house and probably not, you know, to get kick all that money uh, mm-hmm. to an agent. Um, I hope they got good lawyers, though. The interesting thing is, so so he's available to anyone that wants him that wants to give up two first round picks, um, and that is a deal that I was hoping the Giants would do. I was hoping they would the franchise news would come out about Lamar and the Giants would be like, "See ya, Daniel," because um, that is a player. You know, if you can get comfortable around his injury status and his inability to sort of finish a season because of how much you know, his, his build and the amount of hits he takes. That is truly a elite, elite talent. That's already proven it. Um, that you wouldn't think twice about giving two first round picks for. Um, so just interesting to see what happens. The the early reports are a lot of teams are saying they're not interested. I don't know if that's a strategy or not. If that's true, that's insane. There are plenty of quarterback needy teams. And if you're, you know, the Panthers or, the Atlanta or, you know, Texans or, or whatever. And you're like, now nah, we wouldn't want to bother with that. That's very suspicious. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Um, feel bad for Baltimore fans, but you know, maybe they got to think that they're going to get two first round picks and then you could really rebuild a team and they have one of the smartest front offices and, you know, they'll probably be in good shape. Um, if they do get the picks and if they don't, they, they still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So and, be- and do they have any sort of, I mean, I know Lamar has at least seemingly in the media shown that he doesn't want to be there. So yeah. do you think there's any coming back from that and he end up staying there at all? I mean, it would be such a massive story if no one picks up, He's a anyone could take him right now if they give him two first round picks. He, they might it, and, honestly, and can pay him over thirty two million dollars or whatever. I, I um, have a gut feeling that he's he's not going to get picked up by anybody, and they're scared of his injury history. I mean, two first I guess, round picks, but like look, look what they did with like Deshaun Watson, and like yeah, well, even know if he's gonna he didn't play last. He played like two games last season, and well, he's that's the worry. A criminal. That's but it wasn't worry. wasn't because of an injury. It was because he, <laughs> he well, was, you know, yeah. involved with uh, horrible, horrible off-field stuff. Lamar Jackson is just yeah. Well, in any case, please. Um, just felt like raising that before yeah. talking about um, the combine, which we now look to 
as uh, we start doing more and more mock drafts every week. I think, you know, from our perspective, the guy that we talked about all year long was Anthony Richardson, and he put on a show. Yeah. Um, His accuracy I, was garbage, though. I will throw that out there. I don't think it was garbage. I think it wasn't as good as Stroud's, who he, pet through, he, he threw right before, who had arguably what people are saying, the, the best passing performance in combine history. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He just, like handed the ball off to people uh, 70 yards down the field. Yeah. Um, I thought his past performance was pretty good. I, it was, it wasn't nearly in the same level accuracy wise, but he also flicked 65 yard bombs. Yeah. Like it was nothing. No, it's, it's, um, jo- it's Josh Allen all over again with more talent. That's basically what that is. Yeah. And more speed. He's six, four, 245 pounds, ran up a four, four, three. Um, <laughs> He's essentially out of the building, basically. He's essentially too. Derrick Henry as a runner, yeah. and got Josh Allen cannon arm, um, you know. But the thing that's different is, is he has such a, a tiny sample size in college, um, didn't perform exceptionally well. With the team had a losing record, he played thirteen games. Um, but if you believe in those raw skills, they're the best anyone's ever seen, um, comparable only to Cam Newton, perhaps. Um, just an exciting, exciting prospect who will likely be locked in in the first five picks of the draft. Someone's going to take him. Someone's going to jump up there if they have to. Uh, can't wait to see what he does. Um, otherwise, like you said, CJ Stroud from Ohio State had a nice performance. He didn't do a lot of the drills, but he passed and he looked incredible. I think that improved his stock. Yeah. Bryce Young measured himself, but did nothing else. <laughs> He's about your size, Colin. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, still think he's going to be a good player, but the questions about his size remain still likely to go number one, I believe. Um, and then other, other stuff just seemed to be no super superstars, but just a lot of interesting speed performances that uh, tackle from Pittsburgh. Uh, I forgot it was like Yanis something or other um, six foot one, <laughs> 280 pounds, something like that, that ran like a, a sub four five forty, yeah. Defensive tackle <laughs> that was interesting. No, the northwestern um, guy too. I'm not even going to bother trying. Oh, the to... defensive end, no, or, yeah, or, yeah, DT, yeah. D, the end, whatever. F, I can't even. I yeah, he t- he ran like a four four five. Uh, a bunch of linebackers ran in the four fours, but they're um, all small. That's what's weird about the. the this is a linebacker draft yeah. that is like all tiny dudes in the whole well, scheme of things. There's a couple. Trenton Simpson well, yeah. and, and that dude from Texas are like tall and but yes. they're thin. Um, well, I mean, what, what I mean by that is like not the predominantly they're not uh, like thumpers. Yes, yeah, exactly. There's a couple middle linebacker dudes like that dude from Iowa, mm-hmm. um, who's big and and like just a classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just I just thought there's like interesting player profiles, interesting attributes. Um, we don't have to go through the whole thing. Uh, this is you know one of the things that Colin and I do like a lot. But uh, instead, let's go uh, one for one for one for one. One offense, one defense for each of us. Um, so, Colin, who do you want to highlight on offense? Well, um, because this is a draft where I think we need to uh, desperately shore up the wide receiver room as this past year uh, made so achingly clear, um, 
I tend to not try to go to the obvious guy, especially um, in this case, I think this would be mid to late round kind of situation, but a guy with speed and, and um, uh, height and uh, size in general, and also sort of a local guy in terms of his college uh, from Princeton, Andre uh, Iosifis. I hope that's how you pronounce it. I feel like that's a tricky exact- one. I think it's the opposite way that TJ would pronounce it. So, so it must be right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be, um, uh, it might be Iosivas. Uh, that mm. actually sounds like it's possible too. Anyway, he's, uh, he went to Princeton, uh, but he's from Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, he's 6'3, 205. Uh, he, his prospect grade is six um, and kind of like a, you know, talent to be an, an above average backup, but who knows? That could mean, like a, a second or maybe a, a, a third wide receiver. He ran a four, yeah. four, three, pretty good. Um, you know, 10 yard split, 1.5 vertical jump, 39, which is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, I don't know the fact that he's a, a Princeton guy. I feel like there's the giants have a history of, of having uh, local players somehow ending yeah. up on the team and sometimes having fairly decent roles. Yeah. Um, if he does a pro day or something at Princeton, they'll, they'll certainly be there. Oh, they'll be there 100%. And they'd, they'd be more of a, more inclined to throw out a flyer for someone like that. Um, you know, he, he has a real chance of, of getting on an NFL roster. So I feel like with this coaching staff, you can coach someone up like this who could possibly be raw, but has the size. You can't speak, you can't teach size and speed. And he's got both of that. So yeah. He, he's got great jumping ability um it's the kind of guy you want to take a flyer on in the fourth round exactly exactly and and, uh you like you like the measurables you like he's tall you like he's fast if isaiah hodgins is any indicator of what this team can do with those attributes you know might be might be cool to to take a shot on him I mean, some of the, the combine ranks, uh, some are, are better than others. I mean, just in pure athleticism, um, that ranking, whatever the NFL, you know, system that they have, he's ninth overall of all wide receivers, which, you know, there's going to be a lot coming out. So that's nothing yeah. to shake a stick at. So, yeah. I, and, and there's, so it's the, the wide receiver group is, seems, seems like 75% of the guys are, are like 5'10 and shorter. Yeah. Um, so, Interesting, interesting group. Um, speaking of physical freaks, my pick to discuss briefly here is Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, mm-hmm. 164 pounds, six foot seven, with a roughly seven foot wingspan. Wait, 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 wait. You said 164 pounds. That can't be uh, 264 pounds. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's sorry. A, that's a real skinny tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, blew that. But uh, yeah, he definitely didn't have a ton of production in college, uh, which is why he is not, you know, um, you know, Pitts level tight end talk. I think um, he only had 45 receptions for 774 yards and three touchdowns in his entire career at Georgia. Um, but just one of these things where if you see this guy in the second round, uh, you sort of gotta take him i think he's just massive they have this clip of him pushing the sled and they show the other guys pushing the sled and it's just like night and day it's like it's like you know if it, it, 
if I push a sled, then I have my four-year-old push a sled. It just yeah. like looks entirely different. Oh, wow. Um, he, he, the, the thing that people are getting most hyped about, he ran a decent 40 yard dash is 4.6440. That's pretty, pretty fast for a six foot seven guy. Um, but his 20 yard shuttle was the third best in the entire combine. Oh. So the, 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 the shuttle is more of a quick feet kind of drill, um, changing directions, that kind of thing. And he was behind, he ran it in, 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 4.08 seconds uh, behind Jackson Smith, uh, Najiba, who would probably be my number one pick for wide receiver if he falls to 25, mm-hmm. and Julius Brantz from Kansas State, a cornerback. Um, both of these guys are, you know, probably six feet tallish. This guy's six foot seven. So that's the kind of thing you want to like see how it happens in the field. If we're not going to get Anthony Richardson. This would be a nice consolation prize to see something truly unique on a football field. You know what that sounds like? This sounds like the offensive version of JPP coming out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how his backflips are. I bet he can do something. Yeah. He's taller than JPP, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah, people are 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 talking about him uh, – and sort of comparing him already to like the, the freaks of the position and, and Travis Kelsey and more like Gronkowski probably uh, just like, cause he's going to be able to block. He's primarily a blocker in college. Yeah. Um, if we're having trouble with Evan Neal, you put this guy next to him. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of man meat that's on a, the right that's side. A hand, dude. That's a handcuff. That's they'll, they'll help each other out. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I, I, I'd be like to see someone, you know, someone mark him in the in end zone uh, and, and keep including our success at the goal line, you know, throwing a little peel route to him uh, in the red zone there. Uh, anyway, uh, we're dragging a bit. What you got for defense, Colin? Well, uh, this is a guy that uh, this is going to be a strange thing to say, but for whatever reason, his last name seems to be something that I can picture on the back of the jersey of the New York football giants, and that is Lucas Van Ness. Uh, edge rusher, uh, kind of a tweener. He's a bigger, well, he's, he's kind of on the bigger side. His nickname in, in college at uh, Iowa was uh, Hercules because of his physique. He's, uh, you ever see a picture of this guy? That is like a, that's a man. That's a, it's a man, and he will push other men around. And uh, as, as for the, the combine scores, uh, he ranked seventh uh, total score out of all edge rushers. And um, I'm not entirely sure you might know better than I where he's currently slated or, or mocked. Um, I think it's third or, or, or later, um, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But, oh, a third round? Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's mocked much higher than that. Is it, is it higher than that? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I guess since the combine happened, it might have changed. I, I was mm-hmm. seeing a, a, a wide range before, but... He's kind of the guy that looks like he would be a giant. Um, we do need to shore up our defensive line. We're probably going to have, as you said before, some uh, you know departing people. Uh, I'm looking at the Leonard mm. Williams of, of the world because of their you know bloated contracts and such. And this could be a, a nice uh, influx of of somewhat cheaper talent coming in through the draft. He's developed, well-developed. He's one of those power rusher kind of guys that can bull rush people mm-hmm. over, and he's pretty good against the run. 
So if you're good against the run, you can work on your pass rush, and that's a perfect kind of situation to come into uh, as a rookie because you can be coached up on that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he needs some work on his, uh, I don't know, his hand attacks and, and shedding blocks and such. But, that again, that's like a, a thing that could be coached up. He's got a lot of natural raw talent. He's just, you know, he's a, a block of muscle. And, um, you know, we're always looking at edge rushers. I, I feel like the Giants, as long as they're going to be in existence, is, is always going to be looking to shore up something like that. And this guy kind of uh, – well, you know, a bit of film that I've watched on some of these players coming out. He was pretty dominant uh, against the competition yeah. at that level, just kind of throwing people around. You love to see that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a definitely interesting, interesting prospect. I, I do think he's probably a first rounder, though. Um, first round, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First, second for sure. Hey, um, if he's there at twenty five, I wouldn't hate picking him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We could use some edge rushing uh, backups. Uh, I feel like in my mock drafts, I've been taking that uh, those that guy from um, Northwestern, whose name we, mm-hmm. we haven't attempted to pronounce, yeah, yeah. which you know we'll work on later, and I can't yeah. recall it off the top of my head. Um, and then uh, there's another guy with a similar confusing name uh, from Kansas State, mm-hmm. um, very sort of um, measurable sort of different kinds of players than Van Ness from what I, what I've read. Um, And that was more in the second round. Um, But yeah, no, I, I think defensive line is still a priority. Um, We would love to get a linebacker, but I would probably go interior off defensive line or edge rusher before that. Which I think I'd go. Yeah, I did. I agree. There's, there's a lot of sort of interesting players there, Um, but I think I'd probably go, cornerback if i'm targeting a defensive position first and the one i wanted to talk to about was uh deontay banks from maryland um i think he's uh got a lot of great things about him he's got great size he's aggressive he's strong he's tall um he has a relative athletic score that those ras scores of 9.99 um so that sort of measures size explosion grade speed grade uh he's got a elite elite speed elite explosion um and good size he's six foot one uh, 197 pounds um and from what i've read he can play press corner mm. he can rush um he seems like a kind of guy that a wink martindale defensive coordinator would would love to to have and <clears throat> uh we need help at cornerback pretty pretty bad we need because yeah. we have we have a bunch of guys that are, are probably decent depth guys, but not, you know, a lockdown corner. And I think he could be a lockdown corner. Um, a few guys are probably better than him and uh, Gonzalez from uh, Oregon and uh, what's his name? Uh, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Um, but I think he's probably the third best in the mix in the second tier and should be there at 25. If we stand, stand Pat I'd be happy getting him and then filling out, you know, wide receiver interior offensive line you know one of those aforementioned interior tackles or um tight ends or something there's a lot of tight ends i like a tight end in the third round maybe yeah um but i think he would be a great guy to target in the first round so that's my pick deontay banks i had deontay banks and darnell washington you had lucas van ness 
and uh, Andre uh, Iacivas. Iacivas from Princeton, right? The, the late round pick. Although, I mean, you could throw the Joey Porter in there too for uh, <laughs> Joey Porter. Yeah. I mean, again, at 25, Joey Porter would be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, another sort of guy that, that would be really cool to see because he's got so many just great physical characteristics. And I just um, love the idea of his father uh, being around the Giants organization and just kind of putting that mojo yeah, around. Yeah, you know? for sure. Porter Jr. is a strong cornerback last name, too. Sure is. You know, in my head, like a lot of cornerback last names, like fast last names. Porter Jr. is like a muscly yeah, last yeah. name. Like throw, um, throw some muscle around, throw some steel around. Yeah. And I think he's the kind of guy that could lay a hammer, too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I love like this, like, hybrid versatility that's starting to happen in the secondaries where like linebackers are starting to go get like get in deep coverage and safeties are playing linebacker and cornerbacks are playing safety and just like yeah total amorphous like nonsense it's it's really fun oh Um, modern nfl is getting real weird that's for sure it's not our father's nfl that's for sure no no and i i don't know for the most part outside of like the catch rule and some of the, the officiating going on, I'm, I'm pretty glad because, you know, that was just a different sport than this is a wildly different looking sport. Sure is. Uh, with way higher level athleticism. I just wish they would. Uh, I think I made this pitch before. I just think they should get rid of replay or, or challenges or, or fixing calls. Just whatever the calls in the field, like, that's it. We're moving on. Let's keep it going. I don't want to watch. Replays for twenty minutes. Well, like, or, or, no or one knows what a catch is. They can't get the rule straight. Just like yeah. if the ref thinks it was a catch, it was a catch. Let's keep it going. God, that, that's no a, one's ever happy. No one's ever happy after it. That's a whole. That's a whole episode of conversation right there. Yeah. Well, the XFL has a new way to review plays, which is pretty interesting. Um, we'll talk about it another time. XFL is great. I, I've been enjoying <laughs> it actually. It's been wonderful. Yeah. They're like the the Somers Hurricanes of travel soccer. <laughs> sure, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, not the Eagles or the Talons, but yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. I had a pleasure talking, Colin. Um, everyone, send send mail to TJ. He's very upset he can't make it. He's very busy this week. Uh, big things happening at Teddy's Bar and Grill. If you're in the neighborhood, hit him up. Tell him you listen to the pod, and he's going to give free drinks to anyone that listens to the pod. Um, <laughs> go bet on DraftKings use promo code TPPN follow us at Twitter BBU Podboys and at Big Blue United get some shoes on your feet get some hey dudes they're really comfy it's like walking on clouds we'll be back next week I don't know what we're going to talk about um, but we'll think of something and we'll see you later thanks peace